So, what we're going to talk about today is actually a continuation what Pastor Todd and his people did from February. And also Pastor Eric started uh, the first week of March. Can I undo this? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, so the whole month of February, we talk about love and the liberties that we have as Christians and how to exercise such liberties in love the whole of the month of February. And, then, and, and I thank God our youth did very well, very, very well. But I had planned for it some time ago, but as the, uh, the, the preaching goes on week by week, God was adding to me more and more. And he was directing me that, okay, go this direction. That's why I have come to, I, I, I am taking it to the other direction. So, what I've, entitled, what I've entitled this one is what Pastor started is Holy Spirit Enablement. Holy Spirit Enablement. And because the Holy Spirit does so much in our lives as Christians, I think uh, like, like the preamble that I gave, he's the Godhead on earth that we need to associate with. And because he does so much in our, our life, I cannot possibly do everything in twos. <laughs> no. So, I have actually limited it to Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 to 26. That will be the underlying scriptures. Galatians chapter 5, verses 13 to 26. So let's read, first of all, Galatians chapter 5, 13 to 17. And I will stop there for this week, and we will continue from the 18 to the 26 next week, God permitting. Amen. Okay. He said, For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement or one commandment You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 16. Uh, 15. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, or you will be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit. The, all the, what I'm going to say, the conclusion will be here. Walk in the spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. And the 17. For the flesh desires what against the spirit, and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you do not do what you want to do. Praise God. This is the word of God. So there's a fight there. <laughs> there's a war there. <laughs> now, so let's take the, the one that we have read one by one. It says, first of all, we are called unto liberty. That we are called unto liberty. And the liberty here is another word for grace. 
So, we are called unto liberty. Freedom is because of the grace of God. We, we got that. If you start from uh, Galatians chapter 1, it tells you all about that. It's the grace of God that we have freedom, that we have liberty. We have liberty to do so many things as Christians. And then he sounded a caution. Okay, let's see. Let's see some of the liberties. Say, we have the freedom from the law. We have, we have the freedom from the law. We are not under the law anymore because of the grace. The law and its demands and the threats, they were so much for us that we couldn't. So we have freedom from it. That's what he's saying here. Because Christ bore the curse of the law and ended its tyranny once and for all. We are also free from the guilt of sin because of the forgiveness of God. And we are also free from the penalty of sin because Christ died for us. So we have so much freedom. But the caution is, do not use your freedom or liberties or grace as alliances to sin, as alliances to the flesh. I think that was uh, 15, 16, or 14. So do not use your liberties as alliances for the flesh. Now, when he talk of the flesh, he's not talking about this fleshy thing here. Because God created it good. He's not talking about the fleshy thing here. He's talking about our old nature. The old nature. Ungenerated spirit. The old nature. And the old nature is always warring against the spirit. Against our new nature. And so, so he said, don't use the liberties that you have as a freedom to sin. Or as a license to sin. Or as an uh, opportunity for the flesh to take over. Now, let me come to the natural word here. Now, we all know we have freedom to do things. I have freedom to, when I'm walking, throw my hands like this. Oh, I got to know that word. In view, in view. I got to know that word. But if I go on, I got to know that word. In view, in view. And the freedom, hey! Hit. But, <laughs> then I am going against the law, isn't it? You have freedom to do things. But the freedom got limitations. Look at the people who were, uh, what do you call, demonstrating yesterday at Hyde Park. You have the freedom to demonstrate. You have the freedom. But at this moment when there's COVID, and the restriction is you don't go out, because we, know, we all know we are in lockdown. But there are exceptions for things. But demonstration is not part of the exception. So they're going against the law. So our freedom must be restricted by the law in the natural world. But when we go into the spirit world, it's a slightly different thing. And what we, that's what we're going to talk about. Because the danger is real. The danger is if there is no restriction, it is real that we will go, we will use freedom as licenses. As a matter of fact, Jude 4 says that. Jude 4, can you put it on board? Jude 4 says that. 
Jude, uh, Jude is only one chapter, I think. And then, so, so Jude 4. So for certain men who were designated for this judgment long ago have come into, have come in by stealth. They are ungodly, turning the grace of our God into promiscuity and denying our master and Lord. In other versions, said they are taking the grace of God as alliances to sin. In other versions, that's what they're saying. So, if we are left alone, we will take the grace of God as a lion's word to sin. And when that happens, it's not the grace of God that has failed. Because the grace of God cannot fail. It's the human nature that has failed the grace. It's the human nature that has failed the grace. And he went on to the third thing. From what we read, it said, and it said, the commandment is, by love, serve one another. By love, serve one another. Can you take this out and uh, give me the, uh, the other one as well? The Galatians chapter 5, one, please. The Galatians chapter 5, the, the underlying scripture. Yes. He said, for the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Go, go on. Or, or the one before. Or the one before. Let me, let me see the 14. Yeah, this one, 13. For you are called to freedom, brothers, only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. Serve one another through love. He is defining the love here as a service. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. He's defining the love here as a service. Serve one another through what? Love. So that gave me a formula. Can we put the first slide on the board for us to see? That gave me a formula. And the formula is liberty or grace plus love is what? Service to one another. And liberty minus love is lines to sin or lines to the flesh. Yeah. So if you exercise the liberty that God has given you, with love, it's a service to one another. But if you exercise the liberty without love, it's actually alliances to sin. You are giving the flesh, the old nature, opportunity to dominate and sin. So let's carry on. And the love here, I know the whole month of February we talk about four different love, isn't it? Agape love, we, we don't have it. <laughs> we all know that. <laughs> it's a love from God. We, we have the nostalgia, we have the, uh, the erotic love, and we have the brotherly love. The love here is mainly the brotherly love, which is the most difficult of the whole love. 
I mean for us. The erotic love or romantic love is a little bit easier. You love your wife. You love your husband. You know, you love your boyfriend, girlfriend. You understand? It's so, it's difficult. Uh, uh, sorry, it's, it's easier. The stodgy love is also a little bit easier. Our children will poo-poo on, on us. We still love them. <laughs> they will talk and they talk back to us. We still love them. <laughs> Threatenings and things, then, oh, then, then, then uh, you go and sit down, then you ch change your heart. You still love them. But the brotherly love, the neighbor that is talking about, the neighbor is difficult because it is a sacrificial love to people who are not found of us. Found, F-O-N-D. They are not found of us, or we are not found of them. It's the people who do not look like us. They look different. It's the people who are not likable. You know, you know that some people are not likable? Or sometimes people who may or may not be in our environment. This kind of love is very, very, very difficult. And it doesn't take, you can't, by your own strength, do this kind of love. You can't. By your own strength. You say, my will. My will is to love them. Your will, will, it will it's not sufficient. It will never happen. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And we're going to talk about it. Because that kind of love demands that we do not think of ourselves first, but others first. You know that? That kind of love, the brotherly love, says that we think of others first and before. Now, I mean, it has defined that love in Corinthians 13, 4 onwards. I think we all know it, but let's read it. Let's read a little bit for Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4 onwards. He said, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful. When you say love does not envy, you say, no, I'm envious. Let's see. You go with somebody, your colleague or something, and they get something, and you see what was coming in there. You feel it. You feel it. Ah, I wish it was me. <laughs> then the Holy Spirit pricks you. You say, oh, yes, 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 yes. Love is not boastful. Love is not conceited. Carry on, please, my son. Love does not, does not act improperly. It's not selfish. It's not provoke. Does not keep a record of wrongs. But all this are in our own nature. All these are there. Pastor Eric always say that. <laughs> The thing is there, you step on somebody's toes, whatever come out, it's not new. It is there already. Then you know it is there already. The fact that it's dormant is because of our commitment to God and the Holy Spirit. They are there. Hmm. Now, Jesus, when he came on this earth, Combine 
that kind of love in the story of the good Samaritan. And before we understand it properly, I'm going to tell you the history of the Samaritans and the Jews. Just two minutes. And then we understand where Jesus was coming from. All the time, Jesus was using the Samaritans, you know, the Samar you know, the, the woman at the well was a Samaritan. And it, uh, 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 what do you call the uh, Sino-Phoenician woman from Tyre and Sidon. They were top of the Samaria. So every time Jesus was using that. Why? Because they were sworn enemies from the same father. Sworn enemies from the same father. They are all from Jacob. Now, can you put the second thing there for the second slide for us to see? And I'll explain it a little before I go on the story. Now, this is Samaria. All this part is called the Northern Thrive. You know, Jacob had 12 children. And they were so divided, you know, you know that actually when they, when they were coming, they told them, you, Dan, you stay here, this, 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 here. And they were so infighting among them that David, King David, tried to contain them. And after David came Solomon. And Solomon tried hard also to contain them. And Solomon built a temple in where? Jerusalem. So they all came down to worship here in Jerusalem. After King Solomon went, the northern tribe was ruled by somebody called Jeroboam. And the southern tribe was ruled. The southern tribe were just two. They were... Uh, uh, what do you call Judah and Benjamin. And they were ruled by Rehoboam. That's right. And they became so enemies. The ten against two. Enemies. The same father. Now, the, sub, and the, the, the top, the northern tribe, they made their capital Samaria. And they built um, their worship center one in uh, Dan. Dan is somewhere here. I think that one didn't show up. Yeah. One in Dan and one in Bethel. Bethel and Dan. And then the, the, the Dan people, the two people, still worship in Jerusalem. That's why the woman said, you say that we don't worship in Jerusalem. And Jesus said there will be a time when all of you will not worship in Jerusalem, but they will worship in God and in truth. So, there were sworn enemies. They hated each other. It is said that when somebody wanted to go from Jerusalem here, down here to the top, instead of passing through Samaria, which is the shortest distance, they will go here. If you have done math, <laughs> hypotenuse is the shortest, isn't it? They will go around and vice versa. They hated it. They want the, 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 the southern tribe will not pass through Samaria. That's why I say Jesus had to pass through Samaria when he was going to Gary. Ordinary, ordinary Jews. Jesus was from somewhere here, Judea, uh, Judea, and he was going to, I think that he was going to Galilee. Yes, Galilee is somewhere here. And uh, ordinary, uh, these people down here, Israelites, who pass here and go. But Jesus had to go to uh, 
Samaria. Hallelujah. There was an assignment. Hallelujah. And that was the shortest distance. Now, so the story is, we all know the good Samaritan story. It said, a man was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. Here is Jerusalem. Jericho is just here. That was the first place where they were coming from here. They, they crossed the Jordan River. That was the first town they come was Jericho. Yeah? So Jericho. They were traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he fell among thieves. And then this man was breathing and things like that. And then here came Pastor Eric, the priest. <laughs> so no. I'm going to I'm going to Nima. I'm going I have an assignment there. Sorry, it's not Pastor Eric alone. All of us, though. But I'm talking about the priest. So. <laughs> All of us. <laughs> and then next came the Levites. Oh, you know, they, they, they cannot touch uh, uh, unclean things. Can't touch it. <clears throat> Can't touch it. <clears throat> Can't touch it. And he passed. Holy. <laughs> and then came a Samaritan. When he was saying this, the, the Jews would say, Aish! A Samaritan who had a pity on the man. Cleaned the thing and took him to the inn and paid and said, here, when the money is not enough, when I'm coming back, I will come and add another one. Jesus made that story to them. And they will be saying, ouch! <laughs> Jesus said, and who showed love? The guy said, the Samaritan. I bet it will be very difficult for him to say that. But that is the truth. You see, um, because of our old nature, we cannot love by our strength or by our will. And the love there, like I said, is brotherly love. But it's the service to the glory of God. Hallelujah. So when the, you are doing a service to somebody, a neighbor, brother, anybody, and it's to the glory of God, you are showing what? Love. That is it. That's the whole thing. You may, be, you may not be fond of that person. You may not like him. They may not look like you. They may not be in your community. But when the service is to the growth, it's because of God, I have to do this. You are showing love. That's all I want to say here today. So when we say that, oh, we're showing love. <laughs> love is not in a pot or something that you can hold or you can carry. It's a doing thing. Love to the neighbor is a doing thing. But it is the most difficult part of love. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. And remember, I say, that kind of love is not to glorify yourself. It's not to let people know that you are doing something. Even you can do it secretly, for your God sees it. And because it is the glory of God, that is why it's called what? Love. Because, I've all, like I said earlier, I've always wondered why they said, if I sell all my goods, or be saw my goods and, and feed the hungry, and I have no love. So I was wondering, what is this? 
But I thought they said feed the poor, feed the uh, widower, uh, widows, feed the orphan. But I, so I was always thinking, what, what, what is it? Until I went into the studies properly, then I understood that it's not to the glory of God. It may be a show of, it may be for people to crap to you. Okay, it's good. We all, we all want that because if we do something and they are praised, we all want that. Fine. But if that is the sole aim, it is not love. The sole aim must be to the glory of God. And then you will come after. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Now, so this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. So how does the Holy Spirit help us to achieve this kind of love? Now, the Bible tells us that God cares about us too much that he deposits his love. But the deposit of love comes from the Holy Spirit. Do you know that? It's in the Bible. Let's go. Let's open to Romans chapter 5, verse 5. That's why I said that we neglect the Holy Spirit. We neglect the Holy Spirit at our own peril. Because he is the main Godhead on her, here. He said, this hope does not disappoint. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. One of the functions of the Holy Spirit when he was given to us. You know, Holy Spirit, he is a person. One of the functions of the Holy Spirit when he was given to us is to pour God's love into our hearts. And when the Holy Spirit was given to us, the Holy Spirit came to dwell in us. That's what we call what? Indwelling. So every child of God has got the Holy Spirit. Actually, the Bible says he is a deposit as a guarantee for our inheritance. So the Holy Spirit dwells in us. But it is one thing for the Holy Spirit to dwell in you and the one thing for the Holy Spirit to be exercised. That's what Paul was telling them here. So now let's go to the crunch of the whole thing here. Galatians, uh, go back to the Galatians, please. And then the verse 16. Verse 16. This is what he says. I said then, after he Telling them all this, the love and this thing. He said, I say then, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. Walk in the Holy Spirit. Now, the walk there means exercise the Holy Spirit. Energize the Holy Spirit. Activate the Holy Spirit. And you shall not carry out the desire of the flesh. All the old nature, what he wants to do, if you walk in the spirit, if you exercise the spirit, don't let the spirit dwell in you alone, but walk by it, exercise it, activate it, energize it, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. It's not me saying you, it's the Bible. And I take it, I believe it. Since I've done the studies, I'm always conscious of things. It's true, Pastor. It's true. Conscious of things. How to show love and things like that. And I always pray on this. So we're going to see how to walk in the Spirit. 
how to activate in this activate the spirit. There are things that we know already. It's only that sometimes no, we don't put them together. But they are how to walk in the spirit, there are things that we know already. It's not a new thing. No new thing at all. And I put them here four ways. Four ways. How to activate the Holy Spirit. How to exercise him. How to exercise him. How to energize him. You see, you have a, if you have a, a power here, electricity power, and we don't activate the socket or whatever, we will get the electricity, we will get light? No. Exactly what Paul is telling the Galatians. The you foolish Galatians, after walking, after <laughs> walking in the spirit, now you're going back to the flesh. What does it profit you? Nothing. So walk in the spirit. Now, the first one is the word of God. Educate yourself in the word of God. Educate yourself in the word of God. So now bring the captain of Israel who's uh, the, uh, the first stanza, then, then, then we go. He said, educate yourself in the word of God. Yeah, the other who see the land, the next one. Give me that. The, 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 the chorus, the chorus, I think. Yes. He said, our strength is the grace of God. The hymn writer captured the, that, that part. Our strength is the Grace of God. Those are our strengths, that is our ability to do things, and the freedom and all the things are, is by the grace of God. And the rule is what? The word. And the end is what? The glory of the Lord. So, educate yourself. Holy Spirit does not work outside the rule of the kingdom. And the rule is the word of God. The Bible said, God has elevated his word above what? His name. The word of God is the rule. And I'm not coming to tell you there are, uh, this is uh, seven steps of uh, learning the Bible or whatever. <laughs> whatever. No, you, you are learning the Bible or you know how to do it. But we got to give the word of God an attention. I've always said that, please, get a study Bible as well. Not only this Bible. Yes, the Holy Spirit is the one who teaches us this thing. But God has given people, his uh, elevated people as teachers in the word of ready. There are, all of us, we follow some people, isn't it? All of us follow people. We don't follow their character, though. <laughs> but we follow the word that they are bringing. So get yourself in a study Bible as well. And look, when you hear a word from the pulpit or something like that, go back and check. He said the Barian Christians, that's what they were doing. They don't take anything for granted. They were checking the word. And I tell you, by checking the word from the uh, concordance and uh, the study Bible, it is going here. It is getting there, honestly. Other people will tell you that read the Bible through yearly or something like that. I don't know whether it works. I have done read the whole Bible once in my lifetime. Once. I'm being honest. 
once in my lifetime. But I thought that that time that I did it, I knew a lot. But about, I don't know, 90% didn't stay, didn't stick. <laughs> Understand? But then, as I do studies, I hear from one thing that I, like Pastor Dele, I always put my this thing, uh, my car, um, uh, what do you call, uh, radio in a premium, premium, always, most of the time, except that Liverpool is prayer this time, Liverpool is <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> And you hear some, you agree with them, some you don't agree, but you come and check. And that is where it's sticking. That's where it's sticking. You think that it's not there, but let something happen. The Holy Spirit will remind you of the word. But if you don't know the word, what is it going to remind you of? The Holy Spirit will remind you. So educate yourself. I was so pleased that the youth are doing very well. They are studying. They, when, when we gave them the announced uh, uh, assignments, they did studies. They did studies. Some of them even, we, 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 we must agree that even some of them we didn't even know. But they were coming and we were looking at them and then we, we're learning more. We can learn from each other. Last two weeks, when we did the, 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 the Wednesday one, when we did something that we did about the, uh, uh, was it something? And when we were about to close, and you remember my daughter Maria said, but uh, all sin, he said he did agree, all sin, has, he, he sin, but the sin of the body, he think, I said, my God, so my daughter knows this? <laughs> I said, so my daughter knows this? But they are learning. Big stuff. I was surprised, honestly. <laughs> Children, our youth, God bless you. You are learning. <laughs> that is the only way the Holy Spirit will remind you. So that if you are going to sin as a young girl, as a young man, the Holy Spirit will say, sin against the body is... <clears throat> <laughs> then you know. So, the first... Way of exercising the working in the spirit is to find the rule of the word, the rule that governs the Holy Spirit, the rule that governs us. That's educate yourself in the word of God. Hallelujah. And the second one, I think, is that one you all know is by even is more experience. I mean, something that you experience more than, and you experience almost every Sunday and any other days is worship. Worship. You agree with me that the week that we worship like today, <laughs> you are in a crowd nine. If you don't even take time, you sell your property to feed the poor. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit has empowered you so much. Worship is so important. He said that at the time the, 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 the time of the, uh, the, the, the outpouring of the Spirit of God in the Acts, they were praying, worshiping together. Worship is important in our lives. 
And when I mean, I mean, you know, there are many dimensions of worship. But when I mean worship here, I mean worship in hymns and songs and, 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 and praises to the Almighty. That's, that's because there are other means of worship, you know, uh, so many things. Worship by uh, talent, worship by uh, time, tithes, or whatever. But I'm talking about worship in hymns and songs and thanksgivings. Saying them loud or praying or, or something like that. Worship. Energize the Holy Spirit in you. And that one is thing that we all have experienced. Now, and then the third one is prayer. Prayer. Because we all know that prayer, uh, even if you don't know uh, as a child, Sister Eru would have told you a long time ago, prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the master key. <laughs> she would have told you. So prayer is the key to everything. Prayer in Acts chapter 4 verse 31. After when they have received the Holy Spirit again and they were preaching and they were doing them, the Pharisees who couldn't even see far and the Sadducees, they came together and they threatened the people of the way. And what did they do? They gathered and started praying. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 4 verse 31, it said, when they have prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaking. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So that filling with the Holy Spirit is another way of energizing the Holy Spirit. Because they have Holy Spirit already in Acts chapter 2. Filled the Holy Spirit and began to speak God's message with what? Boldness. Prayer is the key. So we've, we, we learn about... Um, what do you call? First of all, educate ourselves in the word of God. We learn about continuing worship. We learn about continuing prayer. And the last one I'll put here is fellowship of believers. Fellowship of believers. Please do not forget the assembly of the people. We thank God these days. You know, COVID came. COVID thought it has crippled the church. But God was using the new technology to build a church. In fact, everywhere, when I listen to Premier, people say their church, they were 50. Now, wh when they go online, they're about 200. Everywhere, everywhere, people are listening to the word of God. Everywhere. I'm not saying people should stay home all the time. Sometimes come and visit us. But I'm, at least you're on the Zoom, you're on the, uh, uh, what do you call the other one? YouTube, you are participating. You are listening. That is assembly. That is church outside the four walls. Everywhere. Assembly of the people is important. Because if you are a child of God, and you assembly in a different direction, the flesh will take over. That's why I said your will, your intellect cannot overcome the flesh. It cannot. You will say it, but it cannot. 
you only need to be with the people of God more often than not. You, so that you hear messages, you, you fellowship together, you, you, you praise God together, you worship together. And doing all this is a way of what? Exercising the Holy Spirit or walking in the Holy Spirit as Paul said to the Galatians. He said, walk in the Holy Spirit and you shall not what? Exercise the desire of the old nature. Is the word of God. We take it seriously. I am concluding. So the conclusion here is. We have liberties. We have freedom. In fact. The, the youth talk about it a lot. Uh, 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 Todd. Preach here. We have freedom. But we should make sure that. We do not use the freedom. As a means of what? Sinning. And we should fulfill the love, the law of the love. Uh, sorry, fulfill the law of love, which is the greatest as a love God first, and then love the neighbor as ourselves. Now, the love of the neighbor is what we have looked at. We have to energize the Holy Spirit to take care of it. We have to energize the Holy Spirit to take care of it. And by that love, we are saying service to mankind. To, with the what? The aim that God gets what? The glory. Not you get the glory, but what? God gets the glory. If you do this, you may, be, you may not be fond of the person. You may not like him. He may not look like, he or she may not look like you, but you have done a service to mankind and God alone gets the glory. And by doing that, you exercise the love of God. May God bless you.